This is Shakutis Conversations, episode 38 for May 23rd, 2011. That's right. Uh, we have a guest today. Uh, I'm Bill Wadman. I'm Dan Gottesman. And I'm Jeffrey Sidoris. Yes, you are. And well, uh, Jeffrey, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into this. Uh, I am uh, one of the folks behind Faded and Blurred, uh, Nikki being the other one, and uh, some of you may uh, may know our interview with Bill, uh, or know us from our interview with Bill. Uh, you can hear it, if you haven't, at FadedandBlurred.com, and uh, glad to be here. Yeah, so um, the reason we uh, why I called you and thought this would be fun to bring you in is because I've been thinking about community. To, mm-hmm. um and uh, my friend Randy was not over this TV morning. Show, right? Not the TV show. Uh, we're actually getting what's, back to real stuff today. What's wrong with the TV show, though? No, I actually haven't watched. A lot of people say it's very good. Oh, it's it's a good show. I'm not a big it is, comedy it is watcher. Funny. I think that's the thing. Um, uh, anyway, the point is, uh, my friend Randy uh, started a blog, RandyDuchaneJournal.com, and he's putting pictures up, and he's you know trying to get all digital and fancy, but kind of one of those guys that you have to explain everything five times and then he comes back to you and he's like how do you do that thing again and you're like uh okay um very nice guy sweetheart helps me out all the time but he was over here asking some questions and he's like man you got hundreds of people looking at your thing every day and hundreds of this and i'm like yeah i do and i've got you know hundreds of twitter followers and i know people with a hundred thousand twitter followers and i guess the question is how do you build a community uh, once you have it built, what do you do with it, and what good is it for you beyond just knowing other people? You know, mm. um, how, uh, Jeffrey, how how have you gone about trying to get people to come check out your stuff? I mean, you guys do great content over there. Thank you, um, thank you. The the podcasts um, are great. The the spotlights are great. And it's- uh, thank you. Um, Twitter and Facebook have been have been really great for us, and uh, Tumblr is actually really uh, coming on quite a bit uh, since we added a, a Tumblr feed to the sidebar of of the site. We can post things multiple times a day, and I mean we've we've gotten a ton of followers from that. Um, now, Tumblr Tumblr followers, or do they end up joining as Twitter followers and whatnot? Uh, there, there's, there's actually quite a bit of conversion from, you know, into Facebook likes and following us on Twitter as well. Okay. Um, but as to, you know, what we gain out of it, I, I don't know that we can, that we can accurately measure it other than, uh, most of the interviews that we've done have been a result, uh, including yours, uh, yeah. have been a result of Twitter or Facebook. Um, so it, I think there's a measurable benefit in that way that it helps us reach people that maybe we wouldn't have reached. Right. To, to, to what end? Just, just as far as building something and learning from each other, or is there a, is there a commercial backend aspect to it? Um, is there a living you know, involved? There's not, not yet. I mean, there's, there's definitely the idea of, of monetization, but I think that's a, it's a fine line because we don't want to plaster ads and buy this and buy that all over the site. It, it really is about the content. You don't want to be so strobist? Trying... <laughs> I like strobist, actually. Yeah, I, I like his uh, content, but he bad. has a lot of ads. Yeah, there it's are a lot bad. of ads. Uh, um, but it's, 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 it's a great site, and the content, I think you know, is, is what people still come there for. And that's, that's where we want to be is, is we want to be their, uh, their resource for content, not for ads. So we're trying to be very careful about how ads are placed. We're not using, you know, AdSense or Google ads or anything. Uh, we do have an Amazon store, which I think is, is great because you're not paying any more, but we get a little bit of the, uh, of the sales that help kind of keep the site going. Right. So any books um, you mentioned, that kind of stuff you send over to your little exactly, store. Exactly. Books, uh, gear, accessories, okay. you know, and it's, it's, it's very new. We just, we just did that portion of it last week. So it's hard to say, you know, right. what that's going to end up being, but I think it really does still come back to the content. And, and if the content is engaging, hopefully people are going to tell their friends about it and then you know they'll come back and and it just kind of snowballs and that's what we're trying to build with with the community right dan i mean do you Mm. do you you put everything in google reader and just look at it that way 
That's right. So do you think that there's a disconnect between that, like reading an RSS feed versus like actually being active on a, on a site itself? Well, yeah. Um, although I, I guess most, not most, I've definitely run into a handful of sites that have multiple RSS feeds available. Um, uh, I haven't actually checked. Um, let's see if Faded and Blurred has one. Uh, so yeah, no, they, de- they just have the regular straight up RSS only thing. But um, some sites, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, have different options. I think this is something you do like with WordPress, and you can actually publish the full site. You can do the full site with all the comments, or yeah. you can do just the comments. Um, and I, I mean, if I, for me, I, I don't need my RSS feed, you know, w- with comments in it. Uh, if I want to participate in something, I'll go to the actual site itself and and log in and and play with it that way. Yeah. But um, does that answer your question? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, look, we do this podcast. This all started, what was it, last, early last summer, Dan? Uh, I, I guess so. Something like up. that. Um, Dan and I were sitting eating pizza in the Lower East Side. Yeah. What were we out for? We were out for something. Anyway, we're walking around, we're sitting eating pizza, and we got into this discussion like anybody who listens to our podcast has heard many, many times before. It's actually pretty much like this is what we were talking. Mm-hmm. Um and we said, you know what? Let's. Why don't we record this and make a podcast? Now, there's no. This is just for fun, right? We're not trying to do anything special on this. Um, but there's there's a lot of people who are trying to build these things from a, a more commercial view, or oh, if if I build a big enough profile, I'll get hired more. You know, there's there's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Dan said, uh, uh, or Randy said to me today, he's like, you know, if you got 300 of the 10,000 people that follow you on your blog to be art buyers, like, you know, you'd be mate in the money. And I'm like, well, I don't know if it works like that. Yeah. I don't think it does. I think I, for me, I think the, the, the thing that we're talking about here, we, I mean, we've gotten into this conversation before in the past bill yeah. about how, um, it all boils down to familiarity. Um, people have a tendency to trust things uh, that they're more familiar with, you know, be it a good thing or a bad thing. It's just, it's just, have I seen that before? Is that a threat or is that a, is that a benefit? You know, is that something I should be, you know, afraid of, or is that something I should, I should gravitate towards? And it's, it's, you know, you can call it brand awareness. You can call it, you know, loyalty. There's, you know, they they all kind of filter down to the same basic concept where if something, someone is familiar with something, um, then they're going to be that much more inclined to remember it or or when faced with the decision to choose between something they haven't heard of and something they've maybe heard of or something that they know so they heard someone talking about that one time they'll they'll gravitate towards that the familiarity yeah um and i don't know i mean and you know i think that's that's a really often i don't know discounted or you know under underappreciated no sure thing. there's brand awareness is a big thing i guess if but you know, is is Chase Jarvis getting hired more because he does all these weird things with people online? The short answer is is yes. Uh, the reason why is because just because he you now the people who are hiring, you know, the reason why he's getting that work, it's it's a very long and roundabout uh, equation. You know, there's a lot of sequence, a lot of things that are happening. Um, like he's not getting hired by the people who are listening per se, but what's what what the kind of stuff that I'm th- I'm talking about is like because he has so many people looking at him. Um, the chances of somebody mentioning him or referencing him in some way to someone else who might not have heard of him otherwise right. is, is, is much greater. Um, and, then, and then you have those weird random people where they hear that name and then the, what's the first thing they do? They, they drop it into Google and they see does sure. that name, what does that name bring back? Oh, this guy has you know, 40,000 Twitter followers. So yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. He, must, he must have some sort of clout or some sort of you know, reputation. He must be doing something right. Uh, um, that kind of thing. Jeffrey, do you know who the people are who come to your site? In what way? Uh, I, I mean, visitors. I mean, are they are they amateur photographers? Are they pro photographers? Are they? It's all over the map. It, it really is. Um, they're from enthusiasts and novice photographers up to pros. And do, you, um, do you get a lot of commenting? No. Do you no, want that more is an commenting? Area, you know. It, it really depends. I mean, I, I'd like more conversation. Uh, I don't really find that, you know, um, one or two word comments oh, losing you a little bit there. are that beneficial in, in building a community. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're great for letting you know that someone likes uh, a photograph or an article or whatever, job. but it, it yeah. doesn't really build a conversation. It doesn't really start a dialogue in you know, any way. It, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the flicker hug. <laughs> uh, years ago when I was doing 365 portraits, I had a lot of comments on that site. Um, and in fact, you can still go to 365 portraits and look at all these comments that people left. Cause I kind of, I turned off the comments, but they're all sort of there as like a static thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and were they constructive? What type of comments? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, there's a lot of like, oh, great job. Like there's a lot of, oh, I love this one stuff. There, there's that usual stuff. But then there's, um, a lot of really, um, specific kind of stuff or oh this makes me think of this story i can almost imagine this happening in this picture and Mm. there was a point at which in the middle like uh was it may or so about third halfway through the project um i put up a a picture of this woman uh making she baked cookies at my house or cupcakes and she was sitting in my window and everyone was like these are getting boring or somebody said that and then this began this long argument i mean it was like 30 40 comments long this like battle between my supporters and my detractors wow and it was actually pretty fascinating right you know it was like something really different and uh and it made me change what i did the next day the next day i shot this picture of this guy and the picture i chose was him making this really kind of scrunched up face that i caught in a split second sort of micro expression kind of thing and i stuck it up there i'm like well you know what you people want something different here's something different you know and then that became a big discussion the next day. So, yeah, there was actually some feedback and some back and forth. But a lot of times you're right. All you get is, oh, this is great. Yeah, the, the you know, the your, your feet coming out the back of the bathtub that you shot with your SLR and put on Flickr. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It's completely different than every other picture that girl has taken of her feet at the end of the bathtub with her new SLR. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, you know what I'm saying. Like, this is yeah. – this is, uh, so I, I guess the question becomes like, is is it a waste of is it is it a good return on investment? You know, you spend a lot of time on that site, working on yours. Me? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's absolutely worth the return on investment because we're 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 building something that we believe in. We're building something that we're proud of. Um, you know. We decided to try and build the site that we wanted to see, that we wanted to read. Yeah. And it's it's not perfect. It's you know it, it misses the mark time after time. But the intent is there, and uh, that's I think the most important thing is is to 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 be doing what we're passionate about, whether it's it's shooting or behind the scenes and coding or designing or whatever it is. Yeah, the design is very good. Uh, by I the think way. people will see that. It takes a bit of time. Yeah. I mean, we can't. Thank you, thank you. Um, you know, we can't all be like Ashton Kutcher with you know eighteen million followers or something. Um, but then, even if we were, what does that really get him? Yeah. Well, I. What I mean, what does it get any of us? I mean, I have. Yeah. I, I actually have a. Um, I'm talking to a guy on Tuesday. This guy Ed Dale, who Australian guy, who interviewed me for. He has a. Um, he has people pay. And he does like these webinars about like m- marketing and whatnot. And he took me out to lunch when he was in New York a couple months ago. And he's like become my little internet buddy. And, uh, you know, we're having a little talk on Tuesday about sort of gaining followers and like his, like his thoughts on the matter and like why he's trying to do it. And like how, you know, ideas that he's come up with to like gain following. And it's, it's just really interesting. It's funny because I bet you half the people that follow me on Twitter are themselves internet marketing people. Hmm. Oh, I think that's that's safe to say about lots of people, man. I mean, you go to Twitter, I mean, especially, especially, is just like, oh, I'm a like a professional in internet marketing. It's like, yeah, so is yeah, everyone well, else. I mean, SEO, SEO, yeah, dude, all that crap. I dare you to to tweet, uh, make a tweet with the word iPad in it. Oh yeah. Oh, the other um, day I made a joke about somebody <laughs> said, uh, oh, what are you going to do on Saturday when the apocalypse comes? Oh my and, gosh. And, and some guy wrote, I some guy said, oh, come out with us, we're going to go looting, my friend. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I do need a new TV. As a joke, right? <laughs> right. Instantly, I get need new Samsung television. Blah 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 blah. Wow. Samsung. Yeah. I was like, wow. oh man, yeah. you know, yeah. this is ruining. This is not what this is about. Now, it, it, you got to on the on the you know not to go off on a tangent here, but but Twitter is for better or for worse, they are paying attention and they are. I think you know they're changing yeah. stuff. Yep. Uh, and for every 
two or three stupid things that they do. They do actually do one kind of cool thing every once in a while. Hey, well, you were, you and I, Dan, were talking about how I had that problem with the Moo cards, and I tweeted about it. And the next day, I get an email back from the head of public or you know customer relations. You know, right, right. Um, but, what, that, you're, but you're talking about like Twitter as a service. I'm talking about Twitter as like a company, like oh, as a, oh, company Twitter's that makes a company. decisions. Like because sure. they've you know they've they've made some choices to change their the actual service itself. And the way it behaves. Did you know, you know why it's 140 characters? Uh, well, the, I just found this out the other day. There's a couple of reasons why. What, what's the reason that you have in mind? Apparently, uh, it was originally SMS based. Yeah. So it was, was limited original, by 160, yeah. and then they took 20 as like reserve characters for doing you know metadata and whatnot. Yeah. I had no idea. Do you know? Have you ever seen like the the underpinnings of what a tweet actually is? It's like a huge chunk. Of, it's like a huge page of HTML. There's a t- or not HTML, but it's like XML or something. Oh, other. is there a lot of crap in there? Oh my god, there's tons of crap. Each tweet is like a ton of crap. I'll see if I can find it. Put a link in. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great. And then, quote. you know, it's, each tweet is like a ton of. Okay, crap. well, there's the other thing too. Okay, I when I was out in San Diego, I went and shot Gina Trapani. Right. Uh huh. Gina, total absolute sweetheart can never ever say anything bad about the girl she's fantastic now she has 130 something thousand followers a lot of followers mm-hmm. she follows 600 people uh-huh. now there's there's people like her and then there's people like say chase jarvis who have 40,000 followers and they follow 40,000 people he, yeah he makes the i think he just makes it a policy to he follow follows back follow. right yeah. and and there's there's arguments to be made for that building community and whatever it is but it's almost cooler when somebody's just like i have all these followers but i'm very selective of who i follow myself you know, yeah, and, there's well, like, it, and there's different, there's the whole different way of looking at things, you know, totally. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Sometimes I will, you know, make a decision about whether or not to follow someone based on, on what their stats are and who they're off. You know, the fact that you can actually see, you know, the, the who, who someone is following. Yeah. That, that kind of has uh, that interesting implications or, you know, or who follows can, them. Right. Exactly. I do that That's, sometimes. I'm like, you know, and I think I actually, cause Gina started following me and I was, I, I got to tell you. I'm like, okay, of all the people that follow her, she only follows 600 people and I'm one of them. That yeah. makes me feel pretty good. Yeah, right. You know, there's Especially. like, oh, well, that's a, that's a tacit, you know. Not of approval. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, I don't know. How do you, uh, Jeffrey, how do you deal with it? Do you follow everybody? Um, no, actually, we, we don't. I mean, it, it, we're, we're looking at, at who follows or who sends, you know, the at messages. And, and I think probably the same thing that you do, Dan, is we just kind of see uh, what kind of business they're in or what they've, what they've actually been. Are they active on Twitter? Do they, do they tweet anything uh, that's relevant to what we're trying to do? And, and, and will, it, will it help or benefit us? Do you try to stick with photographic people? Um, no, actually. I, well, I, you I like have your to... own personal and a faded and blurred account, correct? Right, but the faded and blurred account is is quite a bit larger. But you know, design related, art related. Um, I think there there's even some music related folks in there. Um, yeah, uh, I don't like to limit it really. Uh, today we were, I was talking to Randy, and we brought up Thomas Hawk. Do you guys ever read Thomas Hawk stuff? No. Mm. Okay, he's uh, a, a big photo blogger guy um, out in San Francisco. He's got huge. Let me see. Uh, nice guy. I um, I actually shot him for 365 years ago. Uh, Hawk photo. Um, this guy is like he runs thomashawk.com, and he has this big photo blog, whatever it is. And he was a big Flickr guy. And uh, he's just one of those guys that's just out there all the time, you know. Let me see if he's got a Twitter feed. Let's see if how many. Okay, yeah, he does. Okay, so he's got a Twitter feed. And he's got uh, 18,000 followers. Nice. Um, wow. And now this guy, first of all, it's a pseudonym. It's not even like his real name. Um, but he carries around this big backpack, camera, bunch of lenses, laptop, everywhere he goes. And he shoots a lot, like a lot, like puts all of us combined to shame. And mm-hmm. then he calls it down to 10 finished images a day, which he sticks on like some service or on Twitter or uh, Flickr rather and on his Drobo. And his goal is to have 100,000 really great finished images by the time he dies. I think I've heard of that guy. Yeah. Was he on Twip one, one day? He, like the- he, he may have been. He's the, the kind of yeah, guy. Now, the thing is, is that as far as I know, at least when I first met him a few years ago, it, it wasn't a full-time job for him. This was just like this side thing that he does. You know. Oh, so wait, how is this a full-time job for him now? 
I don't know that it is. I haven't talked to oh. him, you know, explicitly because it's a pseudonym. I don't even remember what his real name is. But the point is, is that like this dude who's just doing it on the sides got more followers than all of us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of and, interesting. And, what, and like, what makes that? What determines that's, that? That's, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. you write great content. I think I put up good content, you know, uh, and they always say, you know, like just make good content and people will come and I've been making good content. I mean, look, I've, I have a following, but I don't have a huge following. Mm-hmm. 365 portraits used to get 20 30,000 visitors a day. Yeah, but you had a bump, dude. You had a pretty huge boost from Zay Frank for that. I did. No, absolutely. And but but I mean, but even then and then I was Yahoo site of the day and all those things right. true. Yeah, right. absolutely. But I maintained that for that long and it's just kind of yeah, but I guess the argument would be, well, yeah, Zay Frank sent people over and Yahoo sent people over and who and and actually uh um uh, Chase Jarvis sent people over too at the time. Um, yeah. So, but but isn't that the whole thing? Like, okay, of course they're going to send you over. You're making good content, you know. Um, right. But then what keeps them there? What what keeps them? That's I, the I thing. Mean, it, and, does and, and, it, and does I it think eventually wear thin and they just kind of move on to something else? Three sixty five well, portraits, I think, was specific because people like looking at pictures of other people like that. If you know that it's always going to be a portrait a day, there's a lot of people who are interested in that. Mm-hmm. What I do now, and what maybe you do, Jeffrey, is. And even Dan's writing on his blog. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that, like, photo people are going to be interested in, but my mom would never read. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. But there's a lot of photo people out there, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you even get into that whole world? Because that's a whole other little, I don't know, that, that's a whole other little universe of people that are swirling around. And it's just how to, how to stick your net in and grab a lot of those people, you know, or how to get the word out so that they know that your site exists at all. What are you going to do, advertise on Google? No, I think the real, the the answer to your question is to get one of the bigger fish to, 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 to bite. Like you're, like you're saying, I mean, that's, that, that's a proven that we know that that works. I mean, you can trace, I can tell you, geez, I think that's how I found your site, Bill. I mean, that's how I, that's how I found you. I want to say it was one of those, one of those, I, I, did, did, did Strobus not plug you as well? I want to say he did. He may have. It was either Strobister or I guess maybe Chase Jarvis right after I started following yeah. him. Somebody let, you know, led me to your website and you didn't you weren't posting all the time, but I, I was you know, you, you had interesting enough stuff for me to warrant you putting in my uh, my RSS feed. Yeah. Uh, and then that was and then, you know, once you're in my feed, that's the end of that. You know, then you know, then you're there. Um but uh but yeah, I'm also a little you know, unconventional. You know, I don't think that's the average. I don't think you know. I don't think most web web users are using Google Reader and RSS feeds. Although, at the same time, I think the concept. What we we're talking to kind of come about, come around to what we were talking about before. Um, Twitter and Facebook are, in a way, sort of training people or getting you know getting getting the concept of following and subscribing. Yeah. You know, and podcasts too, for that matter. The whole sure. subscribe to my podcast that the the concept of subscribing to an internet thing yeah. is 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 very much growing. I think sure, and I think yeah, it's becoming much more mainstream than it was four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah, or, or two or three years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's so. The, I think the real catch is is to make it as easy as possible to subscribe. Which again, thanks to our modern web browsers and you know services like Google Reader and and even third third party, you know, RSS aggregation apps like uh, what Net Newswire, and I'm sure there's dozens of them on Windows. Um, those are getting more and more popular, and I think that's another reason you guys were talking about Tumblr. I think one of the things that Tumblr p- placed as a really high priority was this whole like community, like share, you know, uh, you know, follow this person. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. basically their, like their a, share and follow is fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, funny I mean, though. Tumblr, I always th- I think of Tumblr whenever I see it because I have friends who have Tumblr blogs. Very few people are posting original stuff on there. They're just reposting other people's yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. That it's just it's sort of it's it's a bit of a parasitic sort of spinning thing. Well, in um, the early days, I actually tried using Tumblr as, as a blogging platform, and I remember um, it, they had like the, they had what five or six basic like post templates. You know, like here's a little chat I overheard. Here's a picture. Here's a sound. Here's yeah. a video. And here's a here's a paragraph for some thoughts. You know. Oh, and a link. Yeah. You know? And and that was you know that was it. They were trying to keep it simple, you know, keep it short and sweet. It's 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 all very interesting. And then the question is, okay, so you have let's say you've got five thousand followers, ten thousand followers on Twitter or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. how to how to use them, not just not to your advantage, like uh, from a career point of view, but just like how to motivate them to take action 
you know, in some way that makes the whole thing interesting, whether it be a community of people talking to each other or, you know, Jeffrey, you putting together a photo walk in L.A. and a bunch of people showing up um, or, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, is there it seems to be really random. I mean, yeah, it, I sometimes you do it and you know, it's big and sometimes you do it and it's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Nikki posted a, a photo on the Tumblr feed the other day of uh, a, a little girl in North Korea. And it was the article was how you know secretive it is in North Korea and you can't just take photos of anything. And for whatever reason, for the next three days, our traffic tripled. Yeah. From from that, and it was coming in from that post, and we were we were just sitting there scratching our heads, going, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's I I, I that's my personal favorite thing about the internet. <laughs> uh, I no, I seriously, I just I love the fact that that you know the randomness. One thing, yeah, man, one thing can lead to something completely. It was bizarre. You know, I think yeah. it's really cool. I think that's that's what I mean. And there's 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 nerds out there, you know, working on that problem right now. In fact, there's probably someone out there who can who can answer that and who has the tools and and the experience to to, to show you the breakdown of you know oh well the, you know half of your traffic came from here at this time of day, which coincides with a post that was on this particular blog. Sure. That was you know that's a source for these three people who whatever you know and it and it's simple stuff like that. What I was gonna something else I was gonna mention. Um, to, to sort of answer your question or try to come up with an answer for the question, Bill, um, is, 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 is basically to, to try and – I think you've got to try and game uh, the system, so to speak. And what you want to try and do is tailor your posts, tailor your content um, to, your, to your, you know, the person that you want to you know, um, repost it. I, I mean yeah. to, to use the fishing term, you want to pick the, you know, the really, really specific bait. You know, like this particular fish really likes right. like, you know, bacon, you know, yeah. so you want to put the bacon on the hook and sure, maybe, you know, lots of other people bacon. like bacon, but maple you got to get the, yeah, like maple bacon or Canadian bacon, you know, Aww. <laughs> Love um, that video. <laughs> um, and then, and then you just, you got to keep doing it. And then, and then, uh, you know, obviously uh, every once in a while you cast in a different area. Sure. So like maybe you'll actually, you know, send an email to this person. Right. Or Write some stuff about person. flashes and send it to David Hobby and maybe he reposts yeah. it. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, and sure. that kind of stuff. And I think the ca- the key is just not to overdo it, but to to be consistently good and and to catch them at the right time. Well, I mean, th- that begs the other question. I mean, is is all the stuff that we write about, and even the stuff we talk about? I mean, is th- is there a saturation point? You know, there um, there are other people who do almost exactly what all of us do. I think there there, there is, but here, here's the other thing that's really fantastic about the internet and and media in general is that there's no shortage for uh the need of suckers the, the to believe quest. in the apocalypse no the quest for new content <laughs> <laughs> new new talent man there's always the drive for new man that that's one of the most you know amazing forces of them all is that people get bored people want right. new fresh stuff and I mean, so even if you're saying the same thing just saying it a different way yeah somebody yeah. out there is going to read it yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and you just got to, I mean, so if you can maintain, you know, if you can be one of the lucky fresh ones, you know, like, you know, someone like David Hobby gets, gets bored and he's, he's scanning for what have you, um, and he happens on yours, you're, you know, and it's not crap, then you have a chance of getting reposted by him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then, then the real trick is, you know, as if that wasn't enough to think about, then, then it's like, okay, well, shit, now I got this attention from this, you know, I, the fish ate the bait. Now, now what do I do with all this attention I've, I've yeah. just gotten, you know? Um, well, that, and, that, that's kind of funny because Jeffrey was talking about your whole part of your fear discussion with Iberian X. Oh, yeah. Where, where you were saying it's like fear of failure and fear of success are actually the same thing. because Same thing. Because yeah. fear of success, you succeed and now people expect and then you're scared of failing after that. Yeah. yeah. So and ultimately, like, it's all, I can't deliver. Yeah. So yeah. ultimately, it's all fear of failure. It's just, you know, how, yeah, what, what, it's it's the, how far along the delay line the failure is. Yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, on a, on a long enough timeline, it's you're back to fear yeah. of failure. Yeah, and it, you know, for me, like, I'm a pretty technical photographer. I mean, I'm kind of into that kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, I don't like the idea of say writing about. I don't like writing how tos most of the time. You know, um, I'd rather because t- you know what? There's a billion guys out there who can tell you how to use your speed light. You know, like I don't I don't need to do that. Um, but then again, I started writing a book that kind of gets into some of that stuff. So it's kind of because you think, oh, well, maybe I can explain this in a way that somebody can understand that they couldn't from the other guy, you know, because I have a, I figured out a way to think about this that's different than the other guy. Um, right. I mean, you, to go back to what Dan was saying, who is your audience? Who are you writing for well, then? That's the thing. 
Yeah. And, and do you want to be writing for the guy who is a lawyer who bought a digital SLR because he hates his job? Or are you writing for the guy who the kid who's in school learning photography? Or are you learning, you know, or are you just writing for anybody who happens to be interested? I mean, should it be targeted or should you sort of just kind of do what you do and hope that people like it? You know? Well, I think there's a it's a balance. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say. The other thing you got also have to remember, um, if you kind of put yourself in that person's shoes, uh, I, I when I'm you know I'm obviously in a different league than both of you guys. Uh, you guys have both put a considerable amount of time and energy into generating stuff, like you know getting your don't getting put yourselves. me in the same boat as him, please. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm, uh, well, you, whatever. Wow. If you guys, Wow. If, we all have, if we all have our Douche own boats. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Jeffrey's like way beyond anything I all can I'm imagine. Oh, is no, that, no, no, he's no. a big shot. Go Fine. ahead. Jeffrey, Sorry, Jeffrey is in an oil tanker. You're in like, uh, you know, a yacht and I'm in a freaking dinghy. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know, we're all in the water together, but I, I'm not a, a, you know, a content generator. You know, I haven't, I've only begun to start considering that sort yeah. of thing. I like your blogs and, posts lately, by the way. Well, thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. I've been, yeah, I've been putting some more energy into it. Um, but the, my, my, my point here is that I think it helps to consider for me when I'm writing new stuff, when I'm making stuff, I'm going to go out and assume, I'm just going to assume that nobody is paying any attention to, to me. There's like, there's the 15 people that are friends of mine that, that I know have added my blog to their RSS feeds or whatever. But on the, on the whole, most people aren't, you know, paying attention to me. And so that said, how, how could they possibly find me? Well, then, then that's where Google and the whole searching thing comes in. Yeah. Uh, and, and now I'm, I'm, I'm far from, you know, an expert or, you know, anything like that as far as this whole concept is concerned. But I'm, I'm starting to experiment with um, choosing what links to put in my posts as far as, you know, things that I link to. Because uh, people, first of all, people like to click on links to look at pictures or, yep. you know, read things or see what you're talking about for references and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm getting, getting better at it. I'm still not, still not great at it. But um, I think writing with, with Google as your audience in mind um, can help. Yeah. Uh, I think, that, I think that's, that's part of that's my Do a lot more tactic. linking out. Well, not, not so much linking out as, as much as just using, using phrases that you think people would Google for. So, like, I, I wrote this post um, about how to uh, upgrade the firmware on the OWC solid-state drives without having to go through the huge hassle of installing Windows. Without owning a Windows box? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, you know... Jeffrey, did, that, you, did, you, did you know that? Like, you know the Mac wait, sales you, you SSDs? Yeah, you can't upgrade the firmware? You need a Windows box to upgrade the firmware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for Christ. And it has to be connected directly to the motherboard. Yeah. Uh, from and, a pl- to, and you buy this thing from where? MaxSales.com. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, these guys, so MaxSales.com, uh, also known as Other World Computing, um, worked with a company called Sandforce, um, which is, I guess, a, you know, a bulk manufacturer of solid-state disks and controllers and what have you. And they've, they, they basically have their own home-branded you know, home SSD product. But because they're not the actual manufacturers of it, they're just essentially reselling it. Um, you know, the technology is still technically, you know, up to the manufacturer. So as far, so if you want to update the firmware on the actual drive itself, it does indeed need to be plugged directly into uh, a serial ATA port on a logic board, you know, on, you know, on the motherboard of the, of the computer in question. I just think that's genius. Anyway, you wrote a real long post about it and are you getting any traffic from that? Did people find it? You know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, my Google Analytics, uh, Analytics is broken, and I haven't had a chance to fix it. Yeah, you know, Gina Trapani <laughs> tweeted once a, a link to the post. I put some pictures up of her on on taking pictures, and I my traffic quintupled. Oh, sure. I'm sure. And yeah, you it, said and it was she, through the she, roof, and she posted it in the middle of the night. Wow. You know, and it's kind of it's just it's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting. The whole thing is fascinating to me just the whole idea of getting these people and you know and how do you know let's say you have 1500 twitter followers or 15,000 or whatever how do you know how many of those actually are reading what you're saying or are in any way interacting with that you know or mm-hmm. the people who are listening to your podcast you know i don't know it's just interesting you, you you want you want to talk to people you want them to listen because you're trying to communicate something but there's a lot but, uh, of ultimately i don't think you can worry about it I really don't. You just have to do it and put it out. Well, it's funny. Dan and I put our podcast out, and we didn't say anything to anybody for the first 20 episodes, Dan. 
Yeah, something like that. I think I told like two or three of my friends. Yeah, I mean, and I think I tweeted it or something like that, but I didn't put it on my on my blog and I didn't whatever. And when I started putting it on my blog, all of a sudden we have, you know, five or ten times the people subscribing. Mm-hmm. So but it's, it's top, it has definitely leveled out, though. Um, yeah, but it's, it's funny. Not, uh, I, how many people, the girl who came over last night to get her picture taken, Nicole, uh-huh. says to me, hey, I was listening to your podcast about your first cameras. I'm oh, like, really? I'm like, that is just so strange that, like, there's people who are sitting around listening to me and Dan talk. But, but you, you said I mean, the same thing to me. Yeah. You, 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 were, you were just, you were surprised. You're like, wow, you, you went back and listened to them? Well, yeah. they're interesting. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> Why? Well, no. no, it was funny to me because uh, Heather was here last night and I was looking at our list of things trying to figure out what we were going to talk about. And I was like, we've done 37 of these things. They're each an hour, over an hour long, a lot of them. Like, just barely. Yeah, but like we could two straight days of me and Dan talking like this. And oh, you can go listen I don't to think about that. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, Some no, I know. And and you know, it's not filled with it's not like listening to an episode of Twip, you know, no. where it's just God. I mean, no offense. I've never no, actually listened I'll to Twip. That is it bad? <laughs> is it lots of hands on stuff? <laughs> it's a bunch of ads and then a little bit of hands on stuff. And then uh, is it uh, news stuff? What do they say? Are they well, like, you, oh, you've listened new... to Twip before? I've never listened to Twip? Yeah, this speaking photography? photography with Frederick yeah. Van. No, I've never listened to it. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, I, I would say that the interview segment is that an Alex Lindsay one. Yeah, yeah, he's he's on there. Too. Interviews oh, are good. Alex yeah. Lindsay. When they talk to the, you know, they'll they basically. I would say now maybe at least every other episode they'll they'll have a nice you know thirty forty minute chat with yeah. some photo related person. Someone. Yeah. I hear yeah. Apple's putting out a pile of poop. Alex Lindsay's like, I'll take two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that's annoying. <laughs> But whatever, they yeah. got to pay their bills. You know, no, no, they do have to money. pay their bills. But it's funny. Some people will get upset about that. I mean, it, Jeffrey, if you start putting, let's say your podcast starts getting serious traction and you start putting ads in, there are people who get pissed about that stuff. I, but you know what? I Number one, I'm not going to put ads in for things that we really don't believe in or use. Okay. That's because that, you know, that it's funny. Me. That seems to be more of a thing with podcasting than it ever was with traditional media. Mm-hmm. You know really? what I mean? Do you think so? Yeah, because you, I mean, you, you, look at look at okay, or at least the people I listen to. I listen to a lot of the Leo Laporte podcasts. I listen to a lot of the Dan Benjamin ones, and a lot of the time they're saying, "I use this product; it's really great." So we contacted them, and now they advertise with us. You mm-hmm. know, okay. And I honestly yeah, think that they that. sound like they actually believe that. You know, I don't know. Well, Although, I, mean, I, I think sales. I think there's there, there's something to be said about that. You know, I mean, we, we talk about a couple different people and it's, yeah. or different companies rather, and it's because I really like their stuff. I really like Ambrosia Software and their Wiretap Anywhere. I got to yep. say that it's, it's pretty great. A, it's a, I mean, I use the same thing. It's, it's great, you know? Um, yeah. I can tell you guys that I've been using Ambrosia Software since like 1990. What were you, know? you using? Yeah, it they, with? they go way back. Which well, apps, Pro? Well, they were a games company back in the uh, original days. There's an awesome game called Maelstrom. Which was essentially asteroids, um, but it was full color and it, it had I, the ability. I think I had that on my two SI. You probably did. That was yeah. the era. Yeah, it was. Yeah. An, it yeah. was a Smack OS seven system savvy system seven savvy game, <laughs> um, and it, and you could you know as it as it got older, uh, there were ways where people would like um, make their own custom sound sets. Uh, and then there were high score files that would get passed around, and then they were a games company from the from the get go. Um, Andrew Welch, I want to say, is the name of the guy who started mm. it all. And uh, yeah, man, for for years, the uh, the um, Ambrosia software was like you know they were up there with with Bungie as far as I was concerned. Those guys were you know making really great games, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess they got bigger and bigger and hired people to do cooler things. Snaps, I think Snaps was one of the first non game titles that they had now i don't think yep. they do very many games so on the other one was uh, escape velocity was another fun game the all their apps seem pretty uh uh inter- they're, they're pretty and yeah they're oh yeah well he's yeah he, i would say andrew you know that company is one of the founding i would consider them like in the top 50 like first big name Mac apple developers people, yeah. yes it's forever but, you know they they still feel kind of indie to me yeah, they yeah, totally and, do. yeah i think that's totally. really cool it, it's totally. like they're not ea or they're not you no, know no. No, 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 nothing like that. No, that, and they're I mean, handy I, it, little things that you can't find anywhere else. Yep, right, and 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 they're still shareware too, man. Yeah. I, that, that's another thing I think is super 
uh, valuable, like the concept of shareware. I mean, not to get on a totally different tangent. As no, far we as can, we can whole, slide into something else. I'm fine. The with whole that. Mac, uh, uh, the Apple, you know, Apple has this new app store for the, mm-hmm. yep. what are they call? Are they calling it the app store? It's an app yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, yeah. On the desktop. The app store. How do you feel yeah, about that? Me personally, I think yeah. it's a great idea in concept. And the only thing that's missing is, is the try before you buy thing. Well, that's, that's the it. case yep. with the app store on the iPhone too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing. It's like, I don't uh, want to buy something that's $30 if I don't like it. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cent- centralized um, software updates, uh, licensing, serial number, all that. You know, the fact that it kind of kills all that stuff with one stone. Assuming you're that, buying and, a lot of your software. Well, and but dude, that's something that's really interesting. More and more people are buying software yep. these days. Yeah. I think the iPhone well, and, the and, whole and app they're store lowering thing. prices as well. Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, the ninety-nine you know? cents app thing works. I think it's a yeah. brilliant. Well, even the Aperture, Aperture, seventy-nine bucks on the App Store at the foot. Fo- yeah, and iPhoto is fifteen bucks. You know, I still, yeah. I still feel like Apple. I still think that them owning the store and making products which compete with other people on the store is somehow really illegal to me. Because like you're you're you can sell Aperture for whatever you want, and Lightroom, if it wants to compete and it's on there, has to be you're taking thirty percent out of it, whatever the cut is. But them selling their own software, they're not taking thirty percent out of the cut, so they can be, you know what I'm saying? Like they can yeah. be thirty percent cheaper right off the bat and put anybody they want out of business. I don't, I don't know. know. I just think it's an interesting. It's, thing. You know, it's their playground. They get to do that. I know it's that's true. the bastard yeah but you know just... a friend of mine and i were talking about the whole thing with with music and and the google doing their cloud and and amazon doing their cloud and i mean apple's got enough in the bank to buy all the major music labels yeah as does google and microsoft i'm sure yeah yeah these yeah. people are not that big the music labels um it's funny though the i i'll tell you the cloud thing the cloud music thing makes doesn't make any sense to me yeah because it's too soon i have the time that I want to use this to, to uh, my music is when I'm on the subway and when I have no internet connection. <laughs> and anybody who lives in New York City or San Francisco knows I can't even get my mail half the time, let alone keep a stream that's going to pull down 128k. You know, um, so it's kind of like, okay, what the hell is the point of that? Like, do I really need twenty thousand songs, or is having eight thousand songs on my device enough for when I'm out? You know, um, plus bandwidth caps. And streaming bandwidth caps when you're out and about on your phone, you really think I'm going to stream all my music when I've got two gigs a, a month? Um, right. It just it just seems really odd to me. It's kind of like these, there's two things fighting from either pole, you know? Yeah, and storage on these devices is getting larger and yeah. larger and larger, which doesn't Do you need more than 32 gigs or 64 gigs? I mean, the point at which it's 64 gigs on your phone, come on. You know, like, yeah. what the hell do you need to be? Wait, did you end up uh, ordering the parts for your, uh, for your Hackintosh? Uh, no, because I'm going to be out of town, so I'm going to oh. do it when I get back. Uh, but basically, all the parts that that we discussed, so it will be a it will be a, I, will be a, a I, sweet. I ride. have to make one little uh, comment here: is that I, I got an email from uh, Newegg today, fifteen mm. uh, percent off system memory for the next seventy two hours. Really? Mm. Yes. Mm. So I just wanted to let you know that if you wanted to buy your RAM, you might want to do it. See now, why don't they consider SSDs? RAM since 10% it's really the same off stuff. SSDs. Oh, really? Yep. With a different and, promo and code. Would you still go with the, the OCZ? Is I that would the go, one you'd still go with? Uh, yeah. OCZ and uh, the, the Vertex 2 is great. If right, you right, want right, to right. do the 6G thing, it would be the Vertex 3, but it was subst- it's like almost 100 bucks more, right? Um, yeah, and then and, I think and, and you, at that I'd point, need to switch motherboards at that point too, yeah? Well, no. If you were going to do the Sandy Bridge, that's got a 6G. Okay. Those okay. are got, but you know what the problem is? Is that honestly the big jump between hard drive and SSD? I mean, the transfer rate is great and everything, but really the big jump is the the access time and the random stuff. So you know when you're jumping around the disk, it's like how quickly, how responsive everything feels. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that that was the biggest leap going from 190 megs a second to 240 megs a second to 290 megs a second. It's like well. When am I ever writing hundreds of megs a second to an SSD? You know, so I'm not shooting. I'm not doing shooting uh, HD video on a red camera. You know, but then do you do you need a second SSD for like a scratch disk for Photoshop, or would you use just a regular? I use a regular SATA hard disk. drive, and yeah. I have enough RAM that I almost never go to my scratch disk. But I've only got 12 gigs. In fact, the, the reason why I brought this up is that the, with this deal. It worked out that I can jump to 24 gigs. I could throw out all my RAM, buy 24 gigs of new RAM for 240 bucks. You know, 24 gigs for 250 bucks. 
yeah, uh, with free shipping, sure. and it would probably get here tomorrow, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. from yeah. Newegg. So it's just kind of it's at that point. Do you ever really is it ever going to hit the scratch disc? You know, yeah. What the hell's it going to scratch? You're, you're running. I'm running at a hundred. You ever turn on the little efficiency indicator when you're working in Photoshop? Mm-hmm. Uh, mine almost never drops below a hundred, and if it does, it's ninety eight. You know, now, unless even I've got two when or three things that, open. The the plugin for CS5, the uncompressed plugin. Yeah, because I mean that just matters when it saves it and loads it. Okay. So uh, yeah, because it doesn't change it in memory. It's I mean that it still explodes it in memory, rather whether you uh, compress it or not when you're saving it. Um, but yeah, I mean, my things are pretty big and I never use even the 12 gigs I have except for rare occasions. But I was just thinking, man, it's so cheap. And there are times when I've got two things open and it slows down or, you know, that I'm like, they always say more memory can never hurt. So what do you, what do you go to? You go to 16 or 24? I'm going to go to 24 if I do it. Yeah. Uh, actually I would actually, the middle ground for me would actually be 18 because I've got six sticks of two in there right now. Mm-hmm. So if I removed three of those and replaced them with fours, that would be 12 plus six. So it would be 18. You know, yeah, if, I was if you're getting go 15% into, off, you might as well do all six. I might as well. Yeah. But then it's like, cause I probably keep this computer for at least another year. You know, that's what you're going to, you said you're going to do that. You're going to get six fours, right? Yeah. I, I would get six fours. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. but I guess the idea is, do I need 24 or if I buy three fours and just jump up to 18, it's still no, another no. Six get them gigs. all. Get them all the same, dude. Don't mix and match. Yeah. And, and which? What? What? Are you using the twenty six hundred? Which processor are you using? Uh, I have an i seven nine twenty, like an old the old thirteen sixty six motherboards that have. You okay. know, that's the one okay. problem with the current Sandy Bridge is that they only have four slots on the motherboard. So your max is sixteen or thirty two if you get eight gig dims, but they barely exist. You know, so your max is, is 16 where my max, I've got six slots cause it's triple channel as opposed to dual. Mm-hmm. So I can go to 24, which is one of the reasons why I got this in the first place. And one of the reasons why I'm kind of, I would wait until the Sandy bridge, the high end Sandy bridge chips come out for me. But I mean, 16 gigs. I mean, <laughs> Jeffrey, we That's talked huge. about how much, how much yeah. RAM do you have now? I don't even want to say, yeah, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> In a good way or a bad way? In a bad way. It's oh. embarrassing. We'll just leave it at that. How, how okay. old of a machine are you running? It's a Core 2 uh, Duo or a Core 2 Quad? Yeah, three, three years. Okay. Yeah. Is it a Macintosh? Yeah. Okay. So you're actually going to switch from Apple hardware to uh, non-Apple hardware, it sounds like. Well, it's a- Apple hardware isn't even Apple hardware. It's an Apple case. I mean, Apple's not designing all the chips. No, yet. I, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just... You know what? It's I'm debating. I mean, we've got so much Apple hardware now that you know. I don't know. I think I think building a nice the the Hackintosh he's putting together, Dan, is insane. I'm sure. Sounds sounds. It's I insane. Mean, and and what was the total, Jeffrey? Oh, twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh. Six, Sixteen gigs of RAM. It's a quad core i7 yeah. that you're going to overclock to like overclock four and a half or five yeah, gigahertz. Four point two or something. It's 4. just 4. it's just insane. It's insane. Yeah. SSD. Yeah. Oh, that's you know. God, it's insane. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'll send I'll send along these coupons in case you want to jump yeah, in. Yeah, Because it might be worth even having it sent to your dad's house if you're heading out there. Yeah. Uh, well, I could send it back here. That's something. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I don't know. Community. It was just just an interesting thing that I got to be thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's it's worth continuing as you try new things, you know, to see uh, it and sort of evaluate, are they working? Are they not working? And how are they working? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, I think another thing no. to consider is, is also um, the fame factor. Yeah. Um, Cause you got to wonder like, like just, I do want to live forever. <laughs> uh, do you want to learn how to fly? <laughs> yeah. Cause pain, you know, fame costs. Yes, and right here is where I start paying in sweat. Just, just, just keep your shirt on for me. <laughs> Promise me you'll keep your shirt on. Actually, we watched a couple episodes of fame on Netflix <sighs> recently. The TV okay. show. Ooh, it was uh-huh. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> but what I was talking about was more like, you know, on the flip side, let's say you do uh, manage to break and you look at guys like, you know, your Chase Jarvis's and your, your David hobbies and can you imagine what those guys' inboxes must look like? And oh, yeah. how, you know, just how much crap they have to deal with? Yeah, you've um, got to have somebody to do it. I mean, you can't possibly wade through all of that. Well, I you? think yeah. you just I think you do what I think uh, like Leo Laporte does and you just ignore ninety percent of it. You know. Yeah. Or or, or know. you read it, but there's no way you can respond. Or yeah. you do what Merlin Mann does and have all those sort of <laughs> autoresponders set up. 
Yeah. Where he's just like, oh, this gets a number one. This gets a number five. This gets a number right. three. Um, right. I think uh, it's funny because Neil Armstrong used to do that too with letters he used to get. He had he had a, a full time uh, assistant who would just write back to people. Wow. And it was. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, and if you would have to, right? I mean, you're. Yeah, celebrities do that shit all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's. And just, I don't know. It's it's it, and then what does that get you? I mean, if you're if you're if you're if you're a guy who's always just on podcasts and talking all the time, then are you actually doing work? Are you making art? <laughs> you know, I mean, right. how much That's how much point. how much new work is is McNally and and Hobby doing when they're on the bus all day long showing other people how to take the same pictures? Yeah, that's true. I, well, know. that was a one-time thing. That I'm, I think they're both back. You understand now. what I'm trying to say? I do. I do. And you understand my point. My my whole thing is that I, I'm personally not a huge fan. Or I, I, you know, being getting famous is not at all high on my list. You know, right. if that happens to me, it's it's an accident. No, I don't want to be famous. I just want. It's like there's. You're right that a certain there's a certain cachet that goes along with. You're up for a job. Somebody else is up for the job, and they're like, "Oh my God, Bill Wadman! I know that guy. He's the guy who did whatever." Yeah, you know, I, we're, we're going to hire him, or maybe I can, you know, you can charge more or whatever it is. Right, right, right. I don't it's know. It's, it's 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 a it's a whole different thing, and I mean, I don't know. That gets into a whole other thing, but we'll wrap this one up. Uh, okay. But uh, Jeffrey, everyone should go listen to your podcasts. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Your podcast is really great, and the podcast that you did with Iberian X on his podcast. A while you back. know what was that, I, that, that was a lot of fun that one that, was really it, good too yeah that's a there's part one which is over at the candid frame yeah. and then we kind of bounced over to faded and blurred and did part two and i think we'll go back to the candid frame for for the next one because people seem to really it, that topic seems to be resonating with people yeah and, i want i want to get in on that next conversation because yeah I, i'd love it i'd love uh, it because um i was actually emailing with him a little bit after our photo walk and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, when I get back, I guess he did he go to LA or, uh, Paris or something? Yeah, he went to Paris. Okay. So he's like, oh, when I get back and we get settled, like, uh, you know, we'll do, a, we'll do a candid frame with you. And I was like, all right, great. Um, so anyway, yeah, everyone go there. Great on that. Do I, me a favor know, and send me some uh, uh, links to those particular episodes and we'll stick them in the show notes for people. Yeah, sure. And, sure. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for taking the time. No, thanks for having me. It was fun. Dan, you have anything I'd add? Uh, no, this is cool. It's fun to have a special guest. Yeah, we, we need to do this more often. It was easy now. now See, we now sort of- we figured it out. Uh, yeah, I'll come back. I mean, if that's if that's an invitation, I'll come back. Yeah, let's For sure. Uh, well, okay, we'll come up with some more topics and, and make this a little bit more of a roundtable. Because it's fun sometimes to get another perspective in here. Yeah. Because sometimes Dan and I, you know, we're, we're buttonheads. We're too, too stupid. <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're just like slamming up against each other trying to figure out like, yeah. Um, Where are we going? Where yeah, do we go? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. uh, uh, all right. Till next week. <sighs> all right. All right. Later, guys. Bye. See, that was fun. <laughs>